another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vester. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Good, yeah, dude. Finger guns. <laughs> you, you got here like a little early. I'm not a, that you were, not yeah. that it matters. Yeah. But I was, I was like, I'm going to have a fucking, I'm going to have a cold shower before Caleb gets here. <laughs> and then I was just about to get up and do it. And then I knock on the door. I'm like, damn it. You can do it. We can pause the podcast and I can ha- hear you listen to <laughs> bodies hit the floor. I'm serious. If you think you'll come back a more fired up guy, I want to see I'll it. do it before the gym after. Okay. Um, how's it going anyways, Kyle? Today we're doing a read about... Good. Well, we, we both smoked the fucking comedy competition last night. Uh, lost to wokeness. It's it's corrupt. But lost to wokeness. Imagine also... Two hottest sets also, on the whole fucking thing. Also... Easily. Also, we were in the same heat, so we couldn't both win. You should have won. However, comedy... If you won, I wouldn't have been... Ups- it, I wouldn't have been like, that's wrong. Comedy competitions are inherent bullshit. <laughs> Art competitions are bullshit. The whole thing's a gimmick to sell tickets. Actually caring is hilarious. I know. Yeah. Um, we're going to read about... King, you won those, right? King Jehoshaphat. I've, I have won. The, the, for the longest time... So, Dave and I started comedy blood sport forever ago and as a gimmick to get people to come Mm -hmm. but that's that's dave's fucking whole brand now the facebook group is that but he he, he's tried to transition out of it well he's now like kind of the club well that used to be on the wall yeah the whole thing used to be called comedy blood sport that's yeah that was his whole brand for forever yeah and it's he like he he got kicked out of fucking Rob's shows way back in the day and was like, how can we make a show? I was like, well, in Vancouver, they do competitions and people seem to go to those because they think it's like not, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then we did Bloodsport and I hosted the first, the first one was crazy. We had the, literally people outside watching through the windows, line up out the door. What? Yeah. Day, remember when it was at this fucking streaming cafe? Or I don't even know no, if you were here. Dude, it was, close. it was fucking I don't know why so many people came, but it was like nuts. And the first like 10 were just sold out crazy shows. And I hosted the first few and like kind of like judged or whatever. Yeah. And then I was entering. And then the the thing was, I always kind of, uh, uh, I, I came second like eight times and I never won in, in this fucking, <laughs> like for like two years, I was like one of the only guys to not win Bloodsport. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. And then I actually never wanted to win. And then, I mean. You can't help but win when it's like I've never won against. Well, yeah, it's fucking. I've never won, and I've had like the disparity, the 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 separation between who won. Yeah. Oh, the, our was... heat and how we did is a joke. Oh, the the winner was fully <laughs> deserving. That was Will Very Co- funny. Will Corey of Vancouver fame. Our set. Will, Will's great. Our sets were still hotter than his. <laughs> I guess they were. Okay, but the final one was pretty good. He killed. Yeah. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to read about King Jehoshaphat. Uh, he's the king that came after Asa, and he does. Um, he, 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 he might follow some false gods. But before we get there, did you hear about, or did you listen to the Joe Rogan, uh, Jordan Peterson podcast? I saw a couple clips. Um, what clips did you see? I don't remember. What did were they about Exodus and God and the Bible no, and shit? No. Okay, okay. Well, the first fuck. I want to see that. It was a, okay. Well, I. The first hour, we st- I started the podcast. 
it was me and my coworker, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, Jordan Peterson, let's listen to this." I'm like, "I don't really like that guy." Really? And only because of the, this Bible shit. I actually That's agree. The with, only reason? Well, I agree with him on honest. So for the, for the first hour of the podcast, he's talking about compelled speech and fucking he is. stuff like that, and I was agreeing. I was like, you know what? I, maybe I've been a little bit too hard on Jordan Peterson, and then he transitions into the, like. He's talking about the Exodus, and he's saying, you know, um, did he compare it to a Disney movie? He started he loves doing that. He started with Hansel and Gretel, and okay. the, and then <laughs> old all, fairy tales. Yes, and then all of a sudden he's talking about the Exodus, and he's like, the Exodus is God. The Pharaoh represents tyranny, and the Israelites have to go to the desert. So you have you can't go to the Promised Land without you know you have to get rid of your tyranny and blah. blah. But he misrepresents the story. Is my whole he does that for his own he rationalizations. I know. Yeah. Well, it's that's what drives me nuts because that's what every smart person who believes in God does, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. So. He's te- he's t- talking about how Pharaoh represents tyranny. I'm like, didn't you? Don't you remember the part where God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he could demonstrate <laughs> his power? Like that's kind of a key verse. Well, the problem is you're reading it with objective facts, and you got to look at the nuance overall story arc. Yeah, and then he goes on to say that if you disagree with him, you're basically it's. The fundamental underlying truth of the whole universe, you can't get around it. Richard Dawkins would have got there if he just thought about it more. He didn't say that. He did say that. (laughs) Verbatim. Verbatim. Richard Dawkins would have found that if he just thought about it more. That's what he said. That's that's a wild statement. So then I I was going, then I fucking lost back down to fucking. Jordan Peterson has had the problem of, he's become a victim of his, of his own, like, uh, uh, haters, I guess. I remember at the beginning he was talking about how you don't. He doesn't want to. He got recently famous. And yeah. He's a psychologist and he knows the perils that come with that, yeah. right? And he knows like, it can change your change your behavior. So he was like, "I'm conscious." He used to say this a lot. Now he doesn't say it anymore. After that whole benzo overdose thing, he kind of, I guess, every, that could change your brain chemistry and maybe your outlook on life a little bit. After almost dying and being tortured by your own, he brain. wants. He's he's a Christian and he won't admit it publicly and he wants the Bible to be true so bad. Uh, I think he's pretty much admitted it now. He has. He won't say it. I'm a Christian, but he's pretty much he's said everything. Do but you that. believe Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross and rose again? He won't say that probably specifically because he doesn't want to be ridiculed. Yeah, yeah. Because now you're now you've put a line in the sand in your argument that can be then, torn apart. Then fuck but if you it. never really say your true what's fact and what's and what's fiction about the book then you never have to argue against it <clears throat> he's from the position that the book is a bunch of old fables that have progressed humanity over these last thousands of years and there is some truth to that but if you say it's <clears throat> it's that and it's the word of god now there's a problem yeah so he won't explicitly say that so back to the uh, back to old jordan peterson he used to be consciously worried about the fame and being constantly criticized changing him right Mm -hmm. so he said i i'm conscious of this i'm working against it and it is difficult like a couple years in he was saying stuff like that three it's difficult to maintain uh whatever he wanted to maintain his baseline was he still he practiced for quite a bit he practiced for years after he got until he got too famous he was still seeing clients and stuff because he wanted to remain grounded yeah even when he was making a lot of money otherwise and uh, he 
he he became a product of his detractors because he gets so much shit unwarranted for stuff he's never said. Like he gets set, he gets people get written articles about this is what Jordan Peterson said, and he's never said that. He uh, he was talking about he has thirteen complaints against him for, at the Ontario or the campaigning yeah, college. Or whatever. I'm aware of that, and all, he said uh, of those. Half of them are outright lies, and of the ones that aren't outright lies, it's like people he's never treated, never met before, never met anyone yeah, he's ever yeah, met. Yeah, I agreed. I was fully on his side, and I fucking commend. I think it's admirable that he's standing up to those people, and I th- I love that he says what he actually thinks and mm-hmm. stands stands behind it. Yeah, I all those qualities are good. I then I just can't handle when he <laughs> misrepresents the Bible. I understand. It would be fucking. He's way too famous, but that would be a fun interview. That would be the one of the most. Because I would take, I would pull out the Bible and say, yeah. "Let's read the story, not your summarization. Let's read the story <laughs> where God is the active, like killer torturer in most of the stories." Yeah, but I think he's become a victim of his own uh, critics. Yeah, because he's constantly on the defense, constantly. So he's like on this angry defense all the time now because everyone is lying about... That would drive anyone crazy. It would drive me nuts. Right? Imagine me. Yes. (laughs) I never... Just be constantly lied about. So everything he's on the defense about, including the Bible. So he's like... He never used to talk about in that aggressive tone like you're suggesting. That's bloody ignorant. But he talks about everything like that now. Yeah. Everything. Nothing is nuanced. Everything is an attack. And if you don't do this, you're wrong. Because 99% of the time, they are just lying about him. And it's driving him nuts. And he is not the same self-aware person he was five years ago. And I think it's just inevitable if that happens to you. Imagine being a clinical psychologist, top of your field, Harvard, aware that this is the most likely possibility. And you're trying everything in your power not to let it happen, and it happens anyways. Uh, yeah, that's that's like a that's recipe. what happened. That's literally what happened. Someone make a movie about that fucking guy. That's fucked though. That's that's a great story. It's he, bit, yeah. he's talking about how everything's a story. Like that's a great story, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that's an archetype that goes back to the Greek tragedies. <laughs> what do you think of his suit? I didn't watch it. I only listened to podcasts. He, I'm not a dipshit. But they even talked about it at the beginning. Um. He has a half red, half white suit. Oh. Half red, half blue. Like Cruella de Heaven and Hell. Oh. Like Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Uh, my coworker, though, made a good point when we were when I was fucking getting all mad and spazzing in the car about mm-hmm. him misrepresenting the Bible. And he goes, like, what if... He's like, I think that you guys are almost thinking the same thing in regards to... You were saying that there is some truth to the myths and stuff, yeah. and I've all there. Obviously, there is truth to those myths, and they are archetype stories, and they do happen all the time. That's how you, you t- agree with almost everything except that he goes, "This is objectively literal. You can't argue." Yeah, that, well, you that agree with almost me everything. That that well, I also think that since I don't know what you would call it, the death of Christianity or whatever the fuck, since mm-hmm. fucking the Enlightenment or whatever, where we we talked about this many times, how. Before, everyone just thought God ordered the universe, and it was a common understanding. Even Mm -hmm. if it was wrong, it was a shared understanding that you could fucking communicate with people. Now, there's almost no objective truth or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. and I think that like church was good for society. I don't know what can replace church. I Uh, think... I I agree with 
I think the major issue isn't you think it's like the collective community of the church. I think that's just small town mentality, and I think we're moving away from that completely. Like the small, that's bad. I think yeah, it is bad. But I think it's just it's it's a small town mentality, not just the church. But no, ga- I mean a gathering of a you know. A but couple that happened in people. small towns. In big cities, there's so many churches. There's less community there. There is. You're not in in a small town. You're going to church. You're seeing your neighbors. Yeah. Even you in know? a big ch- no no no. I disagree because I grew up in church, okay. dude. Even in a big city, the church you go to, you go every Sunday, and there's probably prayer group on Wednesday, and there's events during the week. It's the same group of people. It's a community that you actually see in person. Yeah, fair enough. You know? And you have different, you might have different beliefs. I'm sure people talk about politics, but you have one over, yeah. overarching agreement that you're all under God. And, there, and there's like, you know, the Galatians and Ephesians, like, brothers, be good to, hey, when you're in this building, we're all, we're not going to fight. We're not going to get angry with each other. We're going to be nice. We're going to... Come to the, you know, try and understand debating other. table in good faith, not like fuck this guy. I, I, I don't know, see where how that can get replaced. I think we're getting back towards good faith well, debates, jo- by the way. But Jordan Peterson wants to start. Uh, he's he's talked about this conference where he's he's trying to get basically he's working towards that. Really, and a I, church? Not church, but like ideas sharing in a like top. Um, he talked about um, the biblical division of. Uh, power how they Moses divided them into tens and then into hundreds and then ten thousands and blah 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 and okay. judges at, at each <clears throat> level yeah. and he's trying to do that I don't know exactly what he was t- he never really says exactly what he wants like he never he doesn't say a plain sentence like I want to start a big church or you know he says I want to start an organization based on ideas with the and then he goes you know sideways all the time I think the most open uh, debate communication we had was middle of the internet like between early and the internet now when like reddit was brand new yeah there was reddit and that was just essentially a community of people non-stop debating which was fun as hell it was unbelievably interesting it's where it's, it's still good on the on the small pages by the way it's all right it's not what it used to be i still go to the small ones i have to the popular shit anarchy I, chess is fucking memes that's just memes but then <laughs> My point, there was that, and then if you wanted to go nuts and not have real debates, but just fuck around, there was 4chan. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand 4chan at the time. I, I don't really like it now. <laughs> but some of the shit they say or did is- It's all ep- inside jokes. Epic. It's a friend group for people who don't have friends. Now we have inside jokes, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I thought it was. It kind of is. Yeah. And uh, Reddit is who knows what the fuck now. The problem is they started censoring Reddit, and I understand why. I do understand it, and probably Reddit is one of the least censored things. It's kind of self-censoring with its communities now. But they censored it in that wave where they got rid of like certain deaths being shown, the jailbait subreddit. Yeah, that, those are all like, good just things. Just stuff like that. That I think everyone would agree <laughs> that that's probably fine. Let's say 99% of people right, mm-hmm. would agree those are fine to censor. But it changed the ecosystem. Once they started banning subreddits, I don't know if you know this, but they they went further than that. That was like the line in the sand, and everyone was like, okay, those are reasonable, right? But then it was like Opie and Anthony subreddit. And all these communities where they started calling them toxic, you know, they weren't doing anything real world or illegal, even on in the digital world. They were just being toxic communities. They're being mean to each other. Which is funny. Yeah. If you get it, it's funny. Yeah. So that became 
the actual wave of censorship where I think Reddit is no longer a Gone place of far. honest debate. Yeah. I don't really comment <clears throat> much. I kind of stick to the religious ones. I've never commented ever. But at the beginning, watching the discussion in the comments, you're like, holy fuck, that's a good point. Yeah. And then the other side, good points. Most interesting, like... I was pretty young at the time, too. So it was like a wave of information on topics I've never uh, really considered. And it was nuanced, well-argued on both sides in these giant chains, like giant. Yeah. So you could really All go text. deep into it. Yeah, and you could respond and follow the sub. There, there's always like those. Like, it was a beautiful time. And I think I think we're kind of getting back into it because we've been, been so censored. Everyone is kind of... The majority of people probably agree that censorship has gone too far online. So now it's kind of moving. There's there's resistance, but Twitter's becoming freer. People want YouTube to become free. Like, Rumble wouldn't be as popular as it is. It should have no... It's not competing with YouTube, but it should not even have a chance. It shouldn't. Well, YouTube sucks ass, so anything that... Can... YouTube is good on everything except for censorship. Yeah, so that... It shows you exactly the videos you want to see. You can search any video you want to see. You'll find it easily. I, just the ads and shit and the fucking... But, I mean, they got to make money. Yeah, I guess. Imagine complaining about Dude, that, a free product, because uh... it shows you ads. It drives me You nuts. just have to pay 200 bucks a month for TV to show you ads every fucking five minutes. Uh, the, the greatest subreddit on Reddit is our true christian are you familiar with it i am only because of you it's the most hardcore christians <laughs> it is... it's one of those we're better than everyone else, all the other christians things well yeah but it's most i i mean a lot of a lot of it it's like these poor tortured souls i just want to read one here i just looked it up i'm on the front page today and these poor people believe this and are tortured like some of them are gay or some of them are just anxious and they're just worried all the time. And you just see how bad of a... They fucking should be. <laughs> they should be. Read the book. You should be constantly worried <laughs> that you're going to fuck up and be damned for eternity. It's just heartbreaking to read these fucking posts of these people who are just so... Like, I'm so afraid of Judgment Day. I don't understand the rational of people who aren't like this that believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. This person, I'm so afraid of Judgment Day. I keep... I keep saw many people, okay, maybe they're ESL. <laughs> okay. I keep saw many people posting in TikTok that they have been getting dreams of the rapture and it's making me so nervous. I try my best to pray to God and often asking his forgiveness. And I also actively work to stop my addiction to masturbation. Masturbating. I knew that was coming. With, with a star over the A because they can't even type the word masturbation. Really? It's that bad. And they just touch themselves and feel terrible. That's 80% of the posts. And then another, like, 20% is, is this a sin? And then... Did you have all that tub guilt back in the day? Uh, what do you mean tub guilt? In your in your hot tub sessions, in your jet sessions? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's Because you brought guilt. your brothers in. Yeah. Well, it's mostly... You're told it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's the your favorite thing to do, and it's wrong. Did you have that all that shame? Yeah, all the time. All the time. And... What was that like? Well, you fucking... Because... It's... The, all I had was the the shame of not wanting to get caught. You 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 inherently know you shouldn't let people see that for some reason, <laughs> even if you weren't shamed by it. I didn't know what unless the hell I was Louis. doing. <clears throat> yeah, unless you're unless you're Louis. I think that's what he likes about it. Well, the fucking freak. So my dad uh, took me out for breakfast and like gave me the talk, and he's like, you know, do you know what masturbation is? And I didn't know at the time. I was like, maybe, really. 
maybe like 13. Well, I might have been having jet sessions by then, but I didn't I didn't understand that he was that those were the same thing cuz he was like it's when you do this, you know, you touch your dick and then you fucking, you know, spew some shit. That's not what he said, but he told he mm-hmm. he explained it like a fucking doctor would, you know. It's this this is what happens. And I was uncomfortable, but he's my dad was kind of like, you know, it's not it's not a good thing to do all the time. You can you have to do it sometimes, but don't make it a habit. And he, I thought it was pretty in retrospect, I thought it was kind of a normal way. Mm-hmm. But then sounds reasonable. But my, so far, my mom would always talking about how lust is so Women bad. Women don't understand. They don't fucking what get it's it. like to be a teenage no. boy. Uh, so they realize they don't, some chicks don't masturbate till they're like fucking twenty. So like, what are you talking about? I think my mom has had sex five times. <laughs> That's not true. Caleb, Judah, Joab, Samina, Vashti. Nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Your dad plowed her out but- on the rag. <laughs> on the rag or on the rag? Um, <laughs> Probably both. Uh, he's an animal. <laughs> Outside dog. Uh, but yeah, just like constantly hammering home, hammering home, you know, beauties on the inside and you shouldn't look at it, like all those things. It's so bad. It's one of the worst sins. It's also the problem with telling kids shit like that is it look, look for the beauty in a person too, but that's not a fact of life. So the first thing you're attracted to is someone's outer presence. Of course. A hundred percent of the time. But she, yeah, she would also read like those old fucking the moral compass and the book of virtues. What's that? They're like uh, old, a collection of like fables and like Jordan Peterson style archetype stories okay. about, you know, just learning your lesson. Like the lion not beating off Aesop's fables. Um, Are they about? Well, it was about like, you know, the princess, uh, like I'm trying to think of a specific example. The point was always that beauty is on the inside. So mm-hmm. the princess who was beautiful. Not a bad lesson to, to reinforce. Of course. Against biology, but. Yeah, yeah, so anyways, but the guilt and shame was bad, and you feel like a bad person. You feel like I'm. this is – it's the hardest one because other sins, let's say like mistreating people or lying or stealing, uh, they're not biologically – you're not c- compulsed <laughs> like biologically to do those things. Like you're – Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like you, <clears throat> you're fucking – Balls are churning out sperm, and you're gonna jerk off or have a wet dream. And in even fact, wet dreams are bad. <clears throat> really, they happen, but you shouldn't do it. You know, you can get literally in what's it called? Impacted, whatever the the from your balls to your whatever that fast deference something. You can get in, impacted if you don't jerk off for a long time because like yeah, it'll, clog, it'll build clog up the pipes and just start getting stale and old. Yeah. Anyways, it's just fucking wild. But. Yeah, so you can't really get away with it, and it's like this deep shame that almost nobody talks about either, so everyone's suffering on their own. Remember, I got, I must have told the story on the podcast, I don't want to tell it again, but when I got caught looking at porn, and I got sent to porn addiction camp, and then there's a guy at the front, like, imagine, I think that's a pretty normal thing, looking at porn when you're like 16, 17 years old, and then I get sent to porn addiction camp, where it's an intense weekend. By the way, all addictions are just demonic. And we can break them all. So there's drug addicts there, alcoholics there, fucking porn addicts. There, all at the same place, as if that's the same fucking problem, right? And then I get to see a man go up in front, like a guy that I know from church who I think is a normal guy up until this exact moment. He's oh, like, man. I was addicted to porn. I used to jerk, jerk off like eight 
to 12 times a day. I got caught doing it at work. I lost my job. It ruined my marriage and all this shit. Okay, that guy is addicted. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'm a 16-year-old kid <laughs> looking at it, you know, once a week at 3 in the morning on the family computer upstairs. That's literally nothing. I know. That's bare maintenance. Now I'm addicted to porn. <laughs> Different <laughs> story. Sure. Yeah. But back then, it wasn't the problem. <laughs> Anyways, flash forward. I, I don't know my point there. My point was how weird that fucking group was and how that is so bizarre to send a 16 year old because he got and and and, ju- and and my brother who did nothing wrong just really? like you're probably doing it you're going to and then i ditched him there so i left him and then that first night my friends picked me up and we got, that's right yeah so and then fl- let's fast forward another like five years now i'm like i've moved out i'm like maybe 25 or something and uh my younger brother uh, Joab gets caught with a girl on his birthday downstairs. They're making a lot of noise. And my mom walks in on him. Get out. She kicks the girl out middle of the night. Just walk home or whatever you're doing. It's Jan. His birthday's in January. Oh, man. And she berates him. And then I uh, I kind of like, mom, come upstairs. And me and my mom, I'm drunk, by the way. We, I'd come, we'd come from a party. Mm-hmm. And I'm drunk and... I was, she's like, you know, Joab, can't you believe he's doing that? I'm like, mom, all four of your boys, Simeon wasn't, Simeon was still yeah. a virgin. I'm like, all four of your boys, we're all having sex. Just say, so, like, we're studs. <laughs> it's, it's happening. I was like, you don't understand, understand men at all. Like, you have no insight. And I fucking, we had a long talk about it. And I think I got her to see, like, you don't understand that it's like a hunger. <laughs> Like it's hunger and thirst and fu- it's like your desire to reproduce. You cannot stop this thing. Yeah. You don't understand what it's like. It's psychotic as a teenager. Yeah. It is like over, it consumes your entire thought process. It's literally 90% of the your day. biological function yeah. is to pass on your genes. It's mm-hmm. if you just break it down to that. And most of us, me specifically, didn't understand how. <laughs> so. Me specifically. <laughs> Uh, if you're just turning it up, tuning in, Kyle was a virgin till he was 26. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I remember when I used to when I came here, I was a recent virgin, like yeah. starting comedy. Yeah, and I told people because I was like, whatever. Yeah, and uh, maybe two years in, I'd be like, someone would bring it up, and it seemed like in everyone's head the number was differently correlated to how I acted. I guess. Yeah. So they didn't put it together. So once in a while, would they be talking about stuff, and I would be like, ah, oh, it's been two years for me, and it would blow their mind. <laughs> It does blow your mind. Did you try to keep that a secret, or were you? Open I was ashamed about it when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, but like at twenty five, where you're like, oh yeah. my friend, all my friends knew. Uh, twenty five, like I don't give a fuck. I'm a virgin. My oh no. The did you is, think it would never happen? Like at what point did you lose? Did you ever lose hope? And at one point, uh, I didn't think it would never happen, but I was starting to get worried that it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Were you trying? I've 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 explained this. To you and yeah. like on the podcast a few times, but I was incapable of talking to a woman. Just, I don't mean like shy. I mean physically incapable of talking to a girl I was attracted you to. Just freeze up. I could talk to ugly chicks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't think I've ever said that. But if I talked to you back in high school, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But a girl that I like liked. And I was like, in, in junior high, I was like obsessed with like one girl. Yeah. Just like crazy person. Everyone knew. And uh, and then after that, there was like other girls that were around. Was but that they, reciprocated at all? Or was she no. Just like, 
I mean, if everybody knows, she liked the attention. Yeah, but she dated other people. Yeah, like some of my friends, even oh. you know. It was I was crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. My brain's broken. It's definitely malformed in some way. So, yeah, I I couldn't even talk to a girl, and then I started. Like later on, when I decided, okay, hockey is not going exactly how I thought. Yeah, might as well drink a little, yeah. right? Because I didn't drink the whole time, and uh, started going to a bar. And then there was a perfect fucking like fifteen minutes where I could talk to a girl, or I could get on the dance floor and then not talk to him. The girls would come up to me. Yeah, wasn't a bad looking guy. Was in great shape. So girls would come up to me. I had I like made out with girls on the dance floor. Yeah, all they're doing. Yeah. And then they would like start talking to me and be like, oh, when we go home tonight and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is real now. <laughs> and I'd go, oh, fuck. And I'd go to the bar and try to drink some liquid courage. But then I'd be blackout. And then I would do something to fuck it up. <laughs> like either subconsciously or unintentionally because I was blackout. Yeah. There's this one story that my friends love to tell. <laughs> We're on Halloween. I'm probably a little older at this point. So this is happening a few times like this, right? We're at Halloween. And uh, we're at a bar. None of us are dressed up. I wanted to go out. And I was like, I'll buy you guys drinks. I just want to go out. I don't want to stay home tonight. Yeah. So we go out. Uh, end up fucking talk, get, getting rejected by this Jessica Rabbit on the dance floor. Because she's with a guy dressed like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and I'm trying to hit on her like a jackass. And she's like as if they wouldn't be together. <laughs> so then there's this other girl dressed as a madame. I'm 21 maybe. <clears throat> She's probably about 30, 28, a little older than me, dressed as a madame, babe. I'm buying her drinks. We're having a great time. We're both shit-faced. So she had done that to me. She's like, I'm not, we're not going to, I got to get your number. We're going to like, whatever. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right. And then for some reason, I'm just sitting there and I'm, I barely remember like this part of the night, but I do because it's so like. It's one of those, it snaps you out of a little bit of a blackout. Fucking. Yeah. So she had, we're on one of those tables that line the dance floor. Long skinny, right? And I'm sitting on it. And she slits down, like plops down. We've been making out like gross. Yeah. Just like when you don't know how to do it, just way too much tongue. Because I didn't really know how to do it. It was gross. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking gross. And uh, (laughs) I was having a great time though. Yeah. You know? But my friends are like, Jesus fucking Christ. We got to let them. They like told me this after, like, we're just going to this fucking <laughs> dumbass, you know? And, uh, Wait, yeah. sorry, quick pause. <clears throat> were they kind of like, we're getting Kyle late? Yeah. Was that like a thing? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. It was my whole life. This has been a thing. There's been girls that I've been told. Like, all you got to do is ask her. That it freaks me out. <laughs> Because the problem is, I was like young. Yeah. I was like 18, 17, whatever. <clears throat> Shit like that. Like, guys on my hockey team would do that to me all the time. They're like, you can just just go talk to that girl. She'll fuck you, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, I haven't had a girlfriend. I haven't made out with a girl sober or at all at that point, probably. So I'm like, I'm just going to go fuck some chick in a party room. I, yeah. I couldn't fathom that. That's. A, I mean, you're a good guy. You know what I mean? No, I was just terrified. I, I had the Christian fucking virgin thing like in my head. Like, I got to marry a virgin, and we're both going to be virgins, and that's how it's going to go. And then it didn't pan out that way. But right, to sort of end the fucking story, 
I had her number already and all this stuff, and we'd made out and talked and everything. And it's the end, near the end of the night, and I'm sitting at the long table. She sits down beside me, right, and just throws her purse on it, and it slides in front of me. And for some reason that I don't know, I pick it up and I chuck it across the room. And then she's like, Kyle. Like, yeah, she's not mad, but she's surprised. You yeah. know? And she's like, why? Whatever. Why would you do that? I'm like, oh. And then she's like, can you go get it? And I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I had like a big chip on my shoulder that because... <laughs> I had, a, I had a chip on my shoulder, like, I'm never... Your friends... Fuck, your, I'm not going to do it. They were, like, shocked. They, you, they see... Look at He's really going well. Look. Oh, she's sitting next to him. Yeah. He threw her purse across. What the fuck? Now... The, they said I did it because I was scared. Yeah. And that's possible. I don't remember feeling that in the moment. Yeah. But it is definitely possible. And so then, can you go get it? And you're like, nope. No. And she was, like, confused now of why I would do that. Because I don't know why I'd do it either, really. <laughs> Because I belong outside, not inside. And fucking, and then it was just that. And then I was like, fine, I'll go get it. But my friend had already got it because he's a nice guy. Yeah. So I went up to these girls on the dance floor. And I'm fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. And they're dancing, a group of four girls. And this is in front of this other chick? No, it's just whatever. I guess so. Okay. Technically. So I go I'm to, just trying to, does this just happen? So you throw the purse, yeah. they brings it back, yes. and then you go and talk to these other girls? As he's gone and get it already, but I didn't realize. So I'm like, the girls have like purses on them. Yeah. So I go up to the girls, and I'm like, that's my purse. And if you're not ugly, girls will pretend you're funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they're just laughing. They'll pretend you're yeah, funny. Yeah, because that wasn't, I mean, maybe that was funny to them in the moment, right? Were you trying to be funny? No. What the fuck? Not was- at all. <laughs> I thought that's where I threw the purse. Oh. I went to the area and a girl's holding a purse. So I said, that's my purse. Oh my God. Right? So she's like, ha ha ha. They're all like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, no, really. Ha, ha. <laughs> no, really. And they're like, they laugh again. And then I try and grab it and they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And that's just one of many. Do you remember what we read about last week, Kyle? Of course I do. I never forget. Enlighten me. No idea. <laughs> I can't even remember a name. Even Asa, though you said it already. It was Asa's reign. And, he, you know, he did a bunch of shit. And at the end of his life, uh, he got sick and he didn't call on the Lord. And then he died. And they laid him on a beer covered with spices and various blended perfumes. And they made a huge fire in his honor. They laid him on a what? A beer. A B-I-E-R. A beer. Oh. Which I don't know what it is. I don't remember hearing, reading that. We did read it. Um, I'll read it to you again. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah and Israel. Remember, we always go, fuck, why don't they tell us the important facts? And then in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a, d- d- with a disease <laughs> in his feet. Remember, he got foot, athlete's foot, died of athlete's foot. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Though this this disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from physicians. You don't remember any of this? You I do. Off. I remember that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, ass is dead. Then we go on to the next king. This is the Chronicles, the books of kings. So, it's all the kings. Uh, Kyle immediately leaves the room. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 17. Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king. And... 
strengthened himself against Israel. So remember, they're in Judah in the north, Israel in the south. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities in Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. So a little consolidating, making making himself more safe. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because in his early years, he walked in the ways of his father David had followed. He did not consult Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. Right, right now, Israel's off the fucking, they're playing, they're worshiping other gods. It's real bad down there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the Lord established the kingdom under his control and all that Judah, all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. That seems weird. To just, I mean, I mean, I guess it's not weird. It's not the way things work. But like, why do you give a king gifts? Like, what do you get the guy who has everything? <laughs> you just, I don't know, all your favorite stuff. I know. He's like, bring me, yes, good. I don't stuff. think they have everything. You know, they, they want the best of everything in the fucking village. Yeah, but the, I, I would argue that the king has probably the best bed, the best clothes, the best. Yeah, because like, he took it from somebody. <laughs> they, well, they, they got given it. They, My bad. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that or something bad will happen to you. Um, his heart was devoted. They, to, just, they just had a little henchman out and just go, that'd be the king. That would be such a nice thing for you to do. To give. To give your bed to the king. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. How many? Hasn't this been done already? A billion fucking times. It's just they keep yeah, but even recently it. here. Asa did it. Yeah. yeah. At the, well, 39 years ago. Oh, so you got to imagine they put him back up in yeah. 39 well, years. Remember, it's Asa's reign was 39 years. So, mm-hmm. like, at the beginning of his reign, he did that stuff. So, yes, generationally. It so, keeps... he allowed them to be rebuilt, essentially. You could. That's one way of putting it. Another way is they were, you know, he's, he's, you know, does he know everything that's going on all the time? And people are. I, I he fucking should. Constantly. Look, when. They pray to God for rain, and it doesn't rain. They start praying to other gods, and that's just what happens. It's the cycle of the whole thing. And But this book is all through the lens of if only they had worshipped the Lord the whole time, they wouldn't have had weather. Nothing bad would have ever happened. Could you imagine that, honestly? Yeah, it's heaven, dude. I'm, I, how funny would it be if Israel just followed God the entire time and they just succeeded amongst all the nations? Just totally the best. You would think there would be only Jews on the planet. Yeah. There'd be no Palestinians, I tell you that. <laughs> in the third year, verse 7, in the third year of his reign, he sent his officials, Ben-Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, and Micaiah, to teach the towns of Judah. With them were certain Levites, Shemaiah, Nathaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemariah, Chihonath, Adijanah, Tobijah, and Tob. Edonijah, mm-hmm. and the priests, Elishama and Jehoram. They taught throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went around the towns of Judah and taught the people. I guess that's ancient propaganda. That's how you had to do it. Like, literally send a guy to a town and be like, look, I'm teaching you some stuff. This is what we all need to learn this stuff. It must have been hard to... Get your fucking message out as a king. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <clears throat> they used to have heralds. I guess you just have to do that. 
They used to have like heralds and town criers and shit. Somebody who just yells the news out on the corner. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> this is what the king says. The fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands and surrounding Judah so that they did not make war with Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats. Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful. He built forts and store cities in Judah and had large supplies in towns of Judah. He also kept experienced fighting men in Jerusalem. Their enrollment by families was as follows. This is, I mean, not that interesting on its face. I think it's riveting, dude. But I, it is just in like a historical sense. You, This is a pattern that you see all the time. You have like three couple good kings in a row and the nation prospers as in why good kings i mean like not tyrants not tyrants they get shit done they fortify that they don't wait like also not tyrant they advance a lot of yeah they do they they get stuff done yeah a lot of people like you always suggest that if you you were king you'd just be in the (laughs) brothel and just doing whatever the fuck you want some kings do that and then the kingdom fucking Mm-hmm. You know, descends into anarchy. Not my problem. So uh, yeah, so Asa, you got thirty nine years of a guy that beat all his neighbors. Then this guy, he's like, okay, we're kind of safe right now. We should build forts, store all the stuff. It's good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good for the it's good for the land. When I hear fort, I just think of. I gotta remind myself. You're like fort. I'm like they're building forts. Like, oh yeah, that's a real thing. It's not a blanket. It's in your living room. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I always think of forts, like. They're probably more like castles than forts, but forts I feel like are made of wood and earth. I think and a fort's just a little walled, yeah, tiny, area. Yeah, uh, there's a fort where I grew up. Usually, they would be you know on some sort of river crossing or highway mm-hmm. or choke point. Yep, <clears throat> it's a little walled village. It's a tiny little walled village. They're in, so he's talking about the fighting men. Their enrollment by families was as follows: from Judah. Commanders of units, 1,000. Adna, the commander, with 300,000 fighting men. These numbers are outrageous. No, that's fact. Uh, next. Jordan Peterson says you're an idiot. Jehonanan, with the commander, with 280,000. Next, Amasea, son of Zikri, who volunteered himself for the service of the Lord, with 200,000. I volunteer, and as do 200,000 of my best friends. From Benjamin, Elidia, a valiant soldier with 200,000 armed men with bows and shields. Next, Jehozabad with 180,000 men armed for battle. That's, if you're counting, um, 500, 700, 780, uh, 860, 900, just under a million. And historians estimate the entire the Roman empire at its height at its most powerful point all of their armies all their soldiers combined everywhere in the roman empire mm-hmm. at five hundred thousand. and how many did they just say uh nine hundred and sixty one thousand yeah totally is the how many they have in tiny little judah <laughs> not even all of israel just the top <laughs> oh part. really yeah. just the top yeah he's got a, a million guys ready to go it must have been so easy just to lie to people back then half <laughs> the people did couldn't count count past 20 <laughs> That's like a billion. Every number over like over like a thousand is a b- infinite to them back then. I mean, you would be able to estimate when you had two armies together, you could probably look across the field Dude, and be like, "Everyone's illiterate." That's a million guys. Over yeah, there. fuck it. 
You don't know. I mean, I literally you believe do, if you just like farm you, you or do done. Know. You do know. A commander's looking across the field and he's estimating that's about, you know, 50 guys, six ranks deep. You're going to do I the math mean, of, of I, how I don't you mean have to he fight. doesn't know. I mean, the people reading this. Oh, the people reading have this. No fucking idea. I'm talking about the, well, even battle estimates back at the day, you always fucking minimize your own casualties, maximize the enemies. Yeah. But at the same time, you would know how many men you actually have because that's something a command, well, a good general or commander would know. Mm-hmm. And you'd be able to estimate the enemies pretty good, especially on the field of battle that day. You could no, look I across you there. and be like, uh, they have significantly more or less guys than us or a rough parody or whatever, you, but you would not, that's something that they would. But then when they write about it, obviously they're fucking, yeah, it was probably a million. We had about a million on our side. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you just, I I firmly believe you just wouldn't know back then. You just wouldn't? And people, I I think it's, it was rare to be able to read back then, right? Correct? Yes. So let alone to start conceptualizing large numbers, when would you have time for that shit? You're trying not to die everywhere you go. You're letting a couple people make all those decisions and you're just going, sure. I don't think they could conceptualize 10,000 versus a million. No. I think it's infinite to both. And I think that's hard for us to do. Like to actually visualize that in your head right now. I'm trying to imagine being a soldier in the front row and looking around at my buddies. See, I would have to do it like this. So you got to go 10,000. 10 times that's 100,000. So we got 100 groups of that 10,000 before it's a million. That's insane. (laughs) There's no way back then they're doing that. Well, that's they're just like, oh, fucking billion. Look, that number's bigger than that number. I guess we had more and we're the best. 300,000 over here, 200,000. Fuck it. (laughs) Whatever. More. (laughs) You know, that's what they're doing. They're just going, ah, we had how much? How much was it? It was probably a lot. Oh, yeah, fucking billions. (laughs) Way more than them. God was on our side, obviously. (sighs) How could you feed that many people? That many people have to shit? Yeah, I know. By the way, if God's on your side, you just need one. Really? Yeah, if it's true. These were the, uh, verse 19, these were the men who served the king besides those he stationed in the fortified cities of Judah. Micaiah prophesies against Ahab. Verse, chapter 18. Now Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor, and he allied himself with Ahab by marriage. Some years later, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him, and the people with him urged him to attack Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab, king of Israel. Who's that? He's the king of Israel. Ramoth-Gilead. Ramoth-Gilead is a place. I don't know where it is. I don't know what the modern been. You just got here, but you don't know this, but these guys have been talking shit for a while. Well, Judah and Israel used to be one country that was just Israel, and then Judah separated, and now it's like a kind of a civil war between. But they're, Mm -hmm. they're not fighting each other right now, but they're still divided. But they're like, you know, yeah. we're, we're both Israelite. We're both Jews here. Come on. So he's trying to mend the thing. He's like, you know what would be a good thi- a good way for us to get back together? We could join forces. I heard you got... Kick these guys' ass. I heard you got roughly a million guys. <laughs> <laughs> I heard tail. A lot of these old fights, because the way communi- how slow communication is, it kind of seems like my dad can kick your dad's ass. It is. Type things. You Until know? you actually get there on the battlefield, it's like, fucking shit, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I was, like, I'm trying to think, <clears throat> as a soldier, I guess the commanders would tell you how many people are there, but you would have not a really good way of knowing. I mean, most, most of these soldiers didn't 
fight like a, a professional soldier was a kind of a rare thing back then very few civilizations had professionals yeah, to be able to afford that yeah so you're regularly a farmer but uh, we're got to go fight these guys so bring mm-hmm. all your you best nunchuck shit. in your spare time yeah, to keep it yeah, bring all your best and so you'd fight one or two battles in your lifetime right mm-hmm. and you go there and you're looking around so they say we have a million guys and you're looking around at your your guys and you're looking across the field at men that are far away but like how close do you think they got you'd have to be out of range of missile fire i went to missile the, fire yeah like uh arrows stones oh, okay um those types of things yeah um <clears throat> arrows are a missile kyle okay <laughs> they didn't have nuclear warheads <laughs> um i've never heard that phrase being used in an old-timey way uh i went to like David and Goliath, where the Philistines and the Israelites faced off, and mm-hmm. it's not that far apart. It's about two, you know, two football fields. Okay. And so you're you're one. There's a slope, kind of slope, and like a fucking field in the middle. So you'd be standing on each. They'd be each army would be on the other slopes, and you'd slowly walk towards each other. I'm just. It would. There's no way you could know that you have more than them just by from your own perspective you're just hoping in the front rank <clears throat> yeah you think you might but uh that's crazy to me i don't you know the whole untrained fighter thing is almost no different from any major war we've ever been in recently uh you just start there's people enlisted yes but then once the war gets big enough it's just everybody well Anything with a draft, none of those people yeah, were trained sure. soldiers. Sure. But they do go through basic training and shit. It doesn't matter. That it does matter. I understand. I don't think there was basic training But in everything Israel. is equal back then. So it's still untrained soldiers. But they might have had basic training. So they're doing some training. Yeah. Here's a weapon. Here's how to bang, bang, bang. <laughs> load, load, bang, bang. Spear poke, yeah, spear exactly. poke. Exactly. So they're at least learning. Whatever, they're, they're getting sub-training. Whatever it is. Because they they're not having weapons. I would... I would imagine. What do you mean? The average person in the town that's going to end up having to fight doesn't own their own personal weapon. I'm assuming the army will just... No, I I think that's how it was, dude. Everyone showed up. So it was like Korea? Yeah, you have like a sword on the wall that's mm-hmm. like your family sword. And if you need it, you fucking take it off the wall and you that's show actually up kind of with awesome. your best shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's cool. I mean... I mean, Rome had professional armies and yeah. armories and stuff, but <clears throat> mm-hmm. most civilization... I don't think ancient Israel at this time would have an armory. I mean, the king's castle would have an armory for his immediate, I don't know, couple thousand. Yeah, You'd have your dad's leather armor. Yeah. Leather armor, probably. A helmet, if you're lucky. A shield. Most you're not getting a helmet. Sh- no. <laughs> no fucking way you're getting a helmet. Dude, I knew this about World War II, the French went into World War II without helmets, but it was over two years of World War II. Verdun, they still didn't have helmets, the French. Really? That is fucking crazy. What is the reason behind that? They're idiots. There's, <laughs> I don't know. The British had helmets. The British, I don't think at the very beginning, but very early on, they got helmets. Mm-hmm. And the French for over two years. Do you think how many people died because of that? Uh, so many. So many. You get you get knocked out or dazed in a war zone, you're dead. What's so. the only thing sticking up over the trench? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your head. Yeah, but are those hel- were those helmets bulletproof? Probably they, weren't, weren't they, they were better weren't than the point that if you got hit in them, even if it stopped the bullet, you'd like probably could, die from the. Concussion. It would block a lot of shrapnel. It would block a lot yeah. of. No, I'm not saying yeah. they're not valuable. <laughs> yeah, but they're not like gopher popping up. Ooh, got me in the helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiot. <laughs> so. Anyways, back to the Bible here. Um, the king Israel brought... Uh, where were we? We should attack Ramoth Gilead. 
Ahab, king of Israel, asked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, will you go with me to, against Ramoth Gilead? So he's wined and dined him. He's killed all the sheep. He's like, hey, man, fucking welcome. Good to see you. It's been mm -hmm. a little tense. <laughs> Let's go fight those other guys. Jehoshaphat replied, I am as you are and my people as are your people. We will join you in the war. So it's on. Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, first seek the counsel of the Lord. Key verse. That's the whole point of this. Like, so the king of Israel brought together the prophets, 400 men, and asked what? them. Yes, 400 prophets he brought Seems out. Seems like too many. Yeah. <laughs> the concept of having multiple prophets is so funny because it directly implies that some of them are wrong. <laughs> yes. Or that they're not getting all the information at the very least. Yeah, you really would only need one. You would need one. <laughs> if they're actually talking to God, there's no debate. On what he's saying. I guess if you have 400 people corroborating it, it makes it. But you obviously there's the people just looking around going, you know, that improv game where you try and say the same thing at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all like, the Lord <laughs> says we should go to war. Yeah. The Lord says we should go to war. Every, uh, we all said at the same time. Just like anything, there's a couple hierarchies within that, right? Within those 400 people. Everyone's looking towards one to three people max for the answers, you know, and then just regurgitate. That guy really hears God. I hear God faintly, like mm -hmm. he's far away. It's like he's at the end of a field and the wind's blowing a little bit. Yeah. But he hears him as if in a train tunnel, just a booming voice. Do you think there's a couple guys in there that know they're liars and just... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just, they just dig the lifestyle. Charlotte. They're like, I can't believe this is still working. In fact, I think uh, church is about 20% full-on known charlatans really modern church like big big churches today damn i think about one in five percent yeah one in five of those people are doing it just for the money and they know it's not true the people running the church yeah i was gonna say because the the people being exploited probably aren't no the people going to church yeah. they i mean they there's many different reasons why people go to church but i think for the most part believe it i think human beings have a really good way of convincing themselves that what they're doing is right and justified I think that to the point we've talked about this already, but yeah. Chad has friends. They're getting, they're blowing up on YouTube, by the way. They're over, they got a play button now. Doing what? The Ghost Hunters. Oh, fuck. we've talked about that before, right? Yeah. And at the beginning, they were an admitted farce. They thought it was funny, right? Mm -hmm. And now they go, wow, that was crazy. They like, they're believing their own bullshit to justify exploiting people. <laughs> Exploiting people's tendencies. I don't think it's that bad. If you want to believe that and you're being tricked by someone, that's it, on you. It, it's yes. <clears throat> you, sorry, you're right? to, you're, to, I, you're totally right. But I don't think that feels good. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think they're convincing. They're trying to convince it, justify it to themselves that it might be real. That it might be. So they're starting to believe it, or at least say it. I think you perfectly described that dynamic. That's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. Is you start off whatever and then as it gets as you start to become reap rewards from it at reap least. rewards from that then you believe your own horseshit yeah i fully believe that's kind of what happened to my mom i think that's a human nature thing and now she's like i and people go everywhere she goes tell her that you've positively impacted my life and so she's like, this must be true. I have to, like, I got, I, of course I'm doing good. Look how many people say it's good. I mean, that's the most reinforcement you can get. Like something like your mom's situation. Especially when they're crying more. in front of you. Like, yeah. oh my God, this is amazing. And you probably did help them. The idea of help is helpful. <laughs> yeah. Whether you did anything or not. The idea of the possibility that that, that could work is helpful.
That's why people can scam people. Am I a complete asshole? Huh? For fucking... I feel like... <clears throat> if she's helping people, that's good. But the helping people wrongly is net bad, I feel like. That's a complicated... That's... Complicated I, as hell. I don't know. I don't know if that's I true. I receive almost no rewards for this podcast, so I'm not believing my own nonsense. Am I? Is this happening? I don't think so. Am I going? Am really I doing, complicated doing the exact same thing the other way? I don't, no. No. Good. But no. <laughs> I was just the, the problem is another part of being a human being is eventually you start taking stuff for yourself. And this is this is leading because I know already, but you start to feel like you deserve things. Yeah. Once you put in effort, because I don't believe I mean, we talked about this that people do things purely altruistically. But yeah. you start to do stuff, and you go, "Hmm, a lot of these people that I'm helping way more have more stuff than me, and I'm helping way more people than them. I should have at least as much as that person." You know, it's just that's human nature to be like, "I deserve this. I deserve this." So I, I think it's like it's just not corruptible i think it's just that exists as a being a person it's human nature we can't get away so god designed us that way if you believe this Mm -hmm. so so the king brought together imagine imagine believing that and then doing anything else but whatever you wanted to do at all times (laughs) do you know what i mean it's just like if god did this then this is on him yeah that's kind of like the marquis de sade like if it's in your nature, do it. So if it's in your nature to rape and kill, you should do that because nature designed you that way and nature's not bad. But to be fair, we had this exact conversation about masturbation, but yeah. masturbation doesn't hurt anybody. But if you have that desire, right? Yeah. We don't, thank God. Yeah. But some people do to kill people, right? Yeah. <laughs> You God, know, did God put that there? That's what I'm saying. So God put the masturbation thing is and he says, don't do it. Everyone does. So does everyone go to hell? Yes. Right. Gouge. Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus says, gouge out your eyes. If a woman, if you look at a woman lustfully, gouge out your eyes. It, it's better for you to do that. That's what Jesus I don't says. get that. Why would you? Why would Jesus not want you to look at someone that's not your wife? If you look at a woman lustfully, it gouge out your that eyes. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what Jesus said. And God designed us to look at women lustfully. That doesn't make any sense, though, because you want to. They want you to procreate. Um, here's the and never spill well, your seed. Well, you so they have, they're aware you have seed. So that's yeah. It, uh, other than your wife, or if you're not married, and you only get the reproductive. Okay. That's the only way it's good. You're gonna bust in three holes. Yeah, they're and, like three max. And you can't. And the point of that is, to, whatever causes you to sin, like get get. A, if your left hand causes you to sin. Cut it off. God damn it. That's what he says. Gouge out your eyes and cut off your hand. That's the best. That's Jesus's way to get out of masturbating. <laughs> Fuck. I should. That should be. Uh, what if you start just rubbing your dick the on G- the ground? The Jesus. I, I, God damn it, Kyle. Chop it off, dude. Chop it off. The Jesus method, though, to get away from masturbating is cut off your hands and gouge out your eyes. Dude, you'd be rubbing. You'd be imagining it and rubbing with the nubs. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Phantom jerk offs. Phantom limb jerk off. Oh, it's funny that he didn't say cut off your dick, though, because that would go to the source. <laughs> he still wants you to spill that seed. <laughs> um, uh, guys would figure out a way. Do you think guys with like no arms and just legs just fucking rub up against yes, their bed? Yeah, yeah, they do for of sure. Course. Right? I mean, hot tubs, man. <laughs> Good point. Um, so anyways, the king of Israel brought together the prophets, 400 men 
and asked them, shall we go to war against Ramath Gilead or shall I refrain? Go, they said. God will give it into your hand. God wants them to go to war to kill people. I guess they're bad people and they deserve it. Um, but Jehoshaphat, oh, just one, going back one second. Mm -hmm. um, the Christian response for those urges and stuff, yeah. they weren't there before the fall. In the Garden of Eden, it was perfect. You wouldn't want to jerk off. I, I don't understand how that could be possibly yeah, but true. Also, I didn't exist during the Garden of no, Eden. But, no, but that rejects biology. But they would say that this is all because of man's fallen thing, all the sin, mm -hmm. which is in God's design. I was just going to say. All, okay. but, but that's their response. It's his punishment it's his punish that he then punishes you for because he did it. And you need to be redeemed from <clears> sin. <throat> Why? Because that's the How come after Jesus died for my sins, I still want to beat off? Well, I should have no more original now sin, you right? you can beat off without re restraint because Christ died for your sins. If you don't <laughs> sin, he died for nothing. Oh. Just go so for it. So I can it. just sin all I want. Go for it, man. Nice. But whatever. You, but you Be it whatever. But you have Whatever I choose, says the Bible. Yeah. I mean, Hitler could have probably... Hitler could have been like, you know, Father Jesus Christ, Son of God. I don't think he could have. Right before he blew his brains well, out? Well, the Jews are God's favorite people, so... According to Christian theology, mm -hmm. he could have done that right before he blew his brains out. Some people say that you can't kill yourself. It's self-murder. But people can commit murder and still go to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's just a Catholic thing. So he could have apologized right at the end and been in heaven with all his six million. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> this is awkward. He's like in heaven. He's like, oh, I thought it was six million. It doesn't seem like there's six million here. <laughs> but I've been telling everyone six. Well, how funny would it be if Hitler got there and some of the Jews who curse God for their condition? Fuck you, God. How could you let this happen to me? I'm in Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're in hell. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> They've forsaken God and now they're in hell. Looking up at Hitler in heaven. I sorry, right at the end. But I then said, God sorry. goes, "Do you see why this happened to you? You went against me. <laughs> Remember when you uh, ate the, the shellfish? <laughs> Oops! Oops! <laughs> You're in hell. Should have said something before you died. Your life was the most miserable existence ever, and now you're in hell forever. Yep. Also, Hitler was my tool. Justice. Um. So anyways, 400 men, shall we go to war? Go, they answered, for the God will give it into your hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? Um, didn't they just ask 400? 400 of them? The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, there is still one man through whom we can inquire of the Lord. So did they ask 400, didn't get an answer? No, they so the 400 said go. 400 God told 400 prophets, or the prophets made it up themselves, mm -hmm. they'd go to war. And then Jehoshaphat, is there not a, is there a special guy? Is there one that we have? And then doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense. Then so the, that's just straight up acknowledging that those 400. I didn't don't... like. I didn't like that answer. Even though I have a million guys, I can't not like the answer if it's from God. Well. Right? Why, why would he ask? If Should we ask somebody else? We, they just asked 400. What's the fucking motivation there? He doesn't believe them. They all said different things, every single person. Well, go, they answered. Oh, they did answer go. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. But Jehoshaphat said, is there a prophet? The king of Israel answered, Jehoshaphat, there is still one man through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. I love that. I absolutely love that. There's one guy that sucks. 
He gives me bad news constantly. For some reason, he's still alive. He must be right all the time. I was going to say, I got yeah. my 400 bros that do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. They seem to talk to God in a way that gets me better answers. What kind of a hilarious system is that? If you believe it, like, obviously, to me, this to me, it mm-hmm. seems obvious that it's a tool for manipulating public opinion. Yeah. Oh, I'll ask these prophets. But there's a prophet over here who's going, that's not what God says. God, <laughs> no, God says it's going to go bad. And he's like, I hate that fucking guy. He's always giving me bad news. But for some reason... See, I'm that guy in everyone's life. It's like, you get married, I'm like, that's going to go bad. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Will said that to me yesterday. He moved to Vancouver with his girlfriend. Yeah. And they like broke up within like months. Yeah. And he's like, I just, I barely remember having this conversation with him. I only remember because he said it. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you were like, that's a terrible idea. Don't do that. That's going to go really bad. <laughs> and then he's like, all I thought the whole time is you were in my head going, see, told you it's going to go bad. <laughs> oh. The king, so uh, he never says anything good, always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imla. The king should not say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat goes, you shouldn't have said that. Don't say that about God's guy. Mm -hmm. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria. um, With all the prophets prophesying before them. So you have to imagine. So it's one guy and then all the 400. Too. No, two guys on thrones, king of Judah, king of Israel, and then all the other prophets are prophesying. So talking. Trying to talk to God. Are praying. I don't know what it looks like. Maybe killing a bunch of fucking goats and stuff. Probably That's, a mixture. Yeah. Probably different techniques to prophesy. And I they're at imagine. the gate of the town doing these rituals or whatever. And uh, now Zedekiah, son of Kenaiah had made iron horns and he declared this is what the lord says with these you will gore the arameans until they are destroyed the arameans are you know um modern day syria that's the people in the last chapter that asa had paid off with a whole bunch of money hey um what did he say here's a bunch of silver and gold uh he said took silver and gold out of his treasuries and put that went to ben hadad uh, who was ruling in Damascus? Let there be a treaty between me and you. So they had paid them off. So they were obviously a threat. To, in, okay. In the previous king's lifetime, let's say in the last twenty years, they had been paying off, and now they're, I guess, going to war. I don't know if Ramoth Gilead is the same place. I probably should have read that fucking Bible geography book that I never read. <laughs> Anyways, um, with these, you will gore the Arameans till they are destroyed. So that's a little bit of symbolism. That also gets people fired up. He's got some iron fucking uh, goat horns or some shit. Oh, okay. And he's like, we're going to fucking kill these motherfuckers. Uh, all the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Convenient. Huh. Attack Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into the king's hands. So you got to imagine some real war hysteria going on here, like real like Nazi Germany, where the fucking greatest were going all the way. Mm-hmm. And everyone's rah, rah, rah. Uh, the messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, look, as one man, look, as one man, the other prophets are predicting this. Look, as one man, the other prophets. Oh, all the other prophets are like minded, like as one man. Oh, OK, that's what that means. 
Look, as one man, the other prophets are predicting the success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. He's basically like, look, everybody. Don't fuck this up. (laughs) Everyone else agrees. We're doing it. Do not fuck this up for me. (laughs) He's like, oh, really? Well, I think it's the opposite. But Micaiah said, as surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what my God says. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah. Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? <laughs> That's so funny to be like, I can only tell him what he said. And once again, he says, you're a faggot. Attack, you attack and be victorious, he answered, for they will give him into your hand. Oh. So he corroborates the story. All right. The king said, how many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all is so. He, he, goes, he was telling him. He goes, attack. And then he goes, tell me the fucking truth. Now, so I don't know why the king asks again, mm-hmm. but he's like, it's good what? for the story. Actually, it's better for the story, I guess. But he asked him again, what does the Lord say? The king said, how many times was I swear to, to tell me nothing but what the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let's each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you he never prophesies anything good about me, but only bad? (laughs) Sometimes the dialogue is like almost like norm. Like sometimes it's over the top fucking ancient superfluous language. And sometimes like, didn't I say he only says bad shit? Yeah, it's funny. Um, Micaiah continued. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all his hosts of heaven standing on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who will entice Ahab, king of Israel, into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to his death there? So he's having a vision. Who wants to entice him? God is saying, I, I don't understand it either. It sounds like God's saying, uh, you know, like a mob, mob threat. Hey, uh, who wants to, if only someone would entice Ahab to attack those people. Because they deserve to die. Yeah, he deserves. And this is how. Yeah, and this is how I do it. Yes, uh, through like four degrees of separation. Yes. Yeah. Never directly. So Micaiah well, used to be direct, but now you know what? I like to get weird with it. <laughs> so Micaiah says he has a vision of God on his throne, all the angels there, and God is asking this question—a fucking rhetorical question, I guess, because he's God. Mm-hmm. Who will entice Ahab to? Wink, and, wink. And on Earth. I mean, you could, what do you call it? Fucking extrapolate. You could extrapolate that he is telling all the under 400 prophets to go attack because they are apparently talking to God too. Mm-hmm. And they're all saying attack, but he's telling his true intentions to this other prophet. Or there's 400 liars or there's one liar or it, there's 401 liars. The story makes no fucking <clears throat> sense. Makes no sense if you... If you if think you believe about it. they're all actual prophets. Well, how how does one read this? If let's say from the perspective of believing this to be true. It's easy to believe it the fact that everyone's a liar and making shit up, but So they're not real prophets, God's yeah, I not don't talking know. to them. I don't know. What is the thing? They'd be like, what do you do with those four hundred prophets if you if you believe one guy's word over four hundred, that guy must have been right. Obviously they, yeah, he's the main, you know, the protagonist of this story and he's the one named the other 400 prophets Wouldn't you get rid of 400 prophets then well he's the he always Would you get, just get rid of them by the way if 
this guy's always giving bad news. That means the God's always doing fucking bad shit to the Israelites. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Is it 400? Is profits like having a big entourage as a king? You're like, I got fucking 400 profits. So. Yeah, well, I don't know why you'd want that many advisors. It's too- well, it's one of those things where there's no way there's that many. You know, just like every other number in here. There's no way it's 400. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I believe... You couldn't listen to 400 people. I know, that's dumb. I'm trying... Uh, 400 people, they're all dudes and they're all prophets. They, like, they all... It's, uh, it's so crazy. Sorry. They're, they're not... Unless they form a line and come at you one by one and you write everything down, you're not even hearing it. You're not hearing what 400 people yeah, say. They must have a spokesperson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. then, it's, then it's like one dude and then it's what, a council of prophets? <laughs> What does that even mean? It shouldn't what? be democratic what God <laughs> says. It's so weird. Okay, so it, leaving that alone. So uh, who will entice Ahab, king of Israel, into attacking Ramoth Gilead and going to his death there? One suggested this, another that. Finally, a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. So he's, What the hell does that mean? He's, his vision in heaven. God says, who's going to tell Ahab to go attack? And he's talking to the angels? And there's entities. Yeah, okay. It just said one suggest, And then a spirit came forward. Some sort of ethereal... Act, like, what the fuck? Do you, can you see a spirit? Is it wind? Is it translucent? Is it transparent? Is it solid? Mm. Do they give us details? No. Oh, shit. And how does a spirit come forward? I don't know. It has to be a physical thing I if it's so. moving. I guess you have to see it. And it said, I will entice him. By what means, the Lord asked. So he's just watching this like it's a like a, a uh, movie. CCTV in heaven? Yeah, I saw. So yeah, I, this is, like, like Mike a little, Bickle's, hid, little my, hidden camera. Like Mike Bickle's visions. He's laying in his bed and he's fucking him. Yeah, but that came down to him. So is God talking to him or is he watching he's, he's and looking or is he looking at a glimpse of heaven? He, that's that's it. He's OK, looking. so he's got a little hidden camera in heaven and he's uh, observing. Yeah, yeah. So in the other. So in this scenario, God is fucking with 400 people <laughs> lying to them. But one guy has a hidden camera, and he's like, I don't think, I think God's fucking with us right now. Yeah, because God's going, who's going to get him to go? And someone's like, I could do it. And the spirit comes forward, he's like, I'll be the guy. Yeah. That's wild. It's like also, a- we have to assume God gave him the camera, and then forgot it was there? No, he wants him to see this. But then, okay, he wants him, but he was like, ha, 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 those 400 other people, idiots. Also... This is still a warning. Like it's they haven't attacked yet. He's like, this is what God says. He's got, trying to get you killed there. This is what the vision I'm seeing. Why would God do that? I don't fucking know. In this scenario, I don't. I don't I like how and I like mysterious how, are the ways. And I like how God goes in heaven, assuming everyone's super bored. Like, who wants to do it this time? Who wants to fuck over the Jews this time? <laughs> and there's always someone. Ah, oh, yeah, my turn. <laughs> how are you gonna do it? By what means, the Lord asked, I will go and be a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets. <laughs> I like how it doesn't, the guy, the one prophet seeking has a protection spell against that somehow. <laughs> He's literally one of his prophets. <laughs> it's so dumb. All right. <laughs> You will succeed. Except for, yeah, he's going to, here. here's what I'm seeing God say. About one versus 400, right? Yeah. And you're like, here's what I'm seeing God say. What I'm hearing him say is, is unbelievable. He's going to get you killed, and he's going to do it by making those 400 people wrong. I saw, I yeah. saw, it, I saw it happen plain as day. <laughs> I literally saw it. 
a spirit came forward and said, I'd do it. God said, go be a lying spirit in their mouth. That's yeah. what's happening, dude. And he was like, aren't you a prophet? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> I'm the one, you know, talking to him right now. I will go be a lying spirit in the mouths of all the prophets. You will succeed in enticing him, said the Lord. Go and do it. So God is literally, he's lying. Is he like getting his those guys back being like, they're not wrong. They didn't, they're not lying to you. God tricked them. Yes. That not that insane? This is absolutely insane. Jordan Peterson, what's the fucking metric here? What's the fucking <laughs> archetype? What's the underlying what the fuck? Uh, so now the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of these prophets of yours. The Lord has dis- decreed disaster for you. Yet the Lord still warns them, by the way. This is still a warning. They haven't what attacked What did they it. do to deserve this this time? Nothing. Did they just say they took down the Asher poles but again and Judah, everything? But now he's gone down to Israel so? where Ahab's not a good guy. Ahab no. is not a good guy. But they okay. were going to join forces and attack somebody. Okay. The, then Zedekiah, son of Keniah, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which, which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me to speak to you, he asked. That's funny. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. This is in front of everybody, yeah. right? So the 400 <clears throat> people who are like, we actually heard from God and this is what he said. We actually know that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, actually, it was a lying spirit that you heard. And then some guy walks up. He's like, f- slaps him in the face. Which way did the spirit go? Micaiah. <laughs> That's so funny. When you're just lying, you can make up any trump cards you want. That's hilarious. Oh, you 400 agree? Well, I just saw in heaven that said he put a spirit that made you lie. <laughs> like, you could just keep doing that. Slapped in the face. Which way did the spirit go? Micaiah replied, you will find out on the day you go to hide in an inner room. Just, you'll find out, like, like, God will, but to your point, another made up, just fucking, oh, God will tell you, and when it's convenient for me to tell you, he won't tell you now, he'll tell you when it's really bad, after it's too late, God will tell you. We've done this a lot on this podcast, but that's kind of a, that might be a funny sketch idea, (laughs) to have, like, the prophets battling, but they're just one-upping each other, (laughs) based on what the other guy said. That is so funny to be like, actually, 400, I saw in heaven. The spirit is going to make you lie. God approved it. He said it would work. No, he didn't slap. Which way did the spirit go? Like, actually, I was looking in heaven when he said that. And he said the spirit was going to you. He was just going to tell you (laughs) that it was going to us. But really, he was going to you because he likes you the least. Uh, The king of Israel then ordered. And then everyone's shaking snakes out of their pants. Oh, really? The king of Israel then ordered, take Micaiah and send him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says. Put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. So that's... So he's putting the prophet that he thinks is correct in prison. And then he's about to go to war. So he's doing it anyways? Yeah. So, well, he... From his perspective, he's got 400 people saying, do it for sure. The one guy that always gives him bad news. But why would he punish him if he, if he doesn't, if he comes, if the king comes back, it's that guy was wrong. Yes. Then he should be punished. But if he doesn't come back, now he's going to be punished when he, for being right. Yeah, I guess. That sucks to be a prophet, man. Prophet's life, dude. Prophet's woes. Prophets have shitty lives all the time. Remember Elijah's in the desert wearing goat skins, eating bugs? Yeah. But I think it's like the risk reward's pretty good. If you get on the good end of it, it's pretty dope. Um, put him in prison, give him nothing but bread and water. Micaiah declared, 
If you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, Mark, mark my words, all you people. So he doubles down. He says, mm-hmm. I'm going to die in prison. Fuck you, basically. Yeah. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I, as the king, if you saw that whole fucking thing play out before your eyes, what the, I know that we're reading it from the perspective of obviously this Micaiah guy's right, mm-hmm. but try to put yourself in the perspective of the king. You got 400 people saying we know for sure, and one guy who always gives you bad news. But one guy you really wanted to talk to for some reason? Jehoshaphat. One guy, the other king, was yeah. like, mm, is there another dude, though? Because these 400 people aren't <laughs> enough for me. I'm a 401 guy. <laughs> I guess you would go with the popular opinion. I think. I mean, if you actually yeah, but gave why it to- they they made such a big deal of this, you know, that they had to talk to this one extra dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like know. in reality, it makes no sense if you're trying to write a bad story. Yeah. Well, yeah. people believe this to be true, Kyle. Mm-hmm. This is what people believe to be true, and as literates, biblical literates, which we are, it is true. They would just say, obviously, he, he was talking to God, and they weren't. So, <laughs> problem solved. The king. Uh, uh, King of Judah went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. I guess that's making himself less of a target. Also, nobody knows even your own side doesn't really know who you are, so they're not going to try to protect you. Now, the king of Aram had ordered his chariot Commanders, do not fight with anyone small or great except for the king of Israel. So that's a decapitation. They're like, fucking kill this motherfucker. That's a decapitation strategy. If we k- cut the head off the snake, the, it, the, it dies. Yeah. And Alexander the Great did that, by the way, would charge directly at his opposite number. That's awesome. At the head of a fucking wedge formation cavalry and first in. That rules. It does rule. And he often got there. <laughs> um. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders to do not fight with anyone small or great except for the king of Israel. When the, ki- when the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out and the Lord helped him. So at the same time, God is helping Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and cursing Ahab, king of Israel, in this battle. Okay. He cried out. God drew them away from him. But they don't ever really explain why. No, this God, <clears throat> mysterious are the ways of the Lord. Uh, it's uh, for sure. What I think it's it, always written in retrospect. And this is the way they explain what mm-hmm. actually happened. But they're not even doing the thing that they usually do is like these guys sinned in this way. And that's why obviously they had to. Well, they did say set up last chapter that Jehoshaphat walked in the ways of the Lord. He did good. And the he, other guy didn't. And the other guy didn't. Yeah. So okay. that's that's why. That's, yeah. OK. And this is written in retrospect. So. How do we explain this weird phenomenon that happened? God must have wanted Ahab to die and Jehoshaphat to live. That's how. Yep. That's it. Um, for when the, so that God drew the chariot commanders away from him. For when the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel, they stopped pursuing him. But someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. So your disguise, you were just in the fucking just thick of battle. arrows. Just a, a missile. Hits him between the, <laughs> hits him between the armor. The king told the chariot driver, "Wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I've been wounded." All day long, the battle raged, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot, facing the Arameans until evening. Then at sunset, he died. When Jehoshaphat, king of Je- so man, that's a long, slow, miserable death arrow, but fucking to the yeah. liver. Yeah. 
When Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, returned safely to his palace in Jerusalem, Jehu the seer, son of Hanani, went out to meet him. Do you remember Jehu? No. Jehu was the guy that rode his chariot. That's a chick on Jersey Shore. No, he beat the chariot by running, and then he fucking prophesied that Jezebel would die and get eaten by dogs. What? Did we not read that story yet? I don't know. Maybe we did. I thought we did. Um, So Jehu's now in the story. I remember the dogs. So he beat it. What do you mean he beat a chariot? He raced a chariot and won on foot. It's another miraculous feat. Oh, no. Sorry. Jehu rode his chariot. Elijah beat the chariots. Okay. In a foot race to the rain. Sorry. Anyways, Jehu was a fucking madman chariot driver, though. He's, like, known for it. <laughs> he raced. Yeah. He's the fucking gone in 60 seconds, like, fucking yeah. he was gone in, Tokyo Drift. Gone in 60 minutes. <laughs> uh, should you help? Okay. Uh, Jehu, the seer, son of Hanani, went out to meet him and said to the king, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. There is, however, some good in you. For you have rid the land of Asherah poles that you set your heart up, uh, on seeking God. Uh, that's the end of that story. And uh, next week, Jehoshaphat appoints some judges, and then he defeats uh, Moab and Amnon in some more battles. Nice, interesting story we read today. I don't. Did you learn anything today, Kyle? Yep, always. What 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 did you learn? Nothing. <laughs> always. Nothing. You know that I'm going to ask you if you say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, did we get any emails? No emails. All right. If they want, it's probably because they don't know where to send them. Where could they send them if they wanted to send us one? Biblebeaters at CanadaComedy.ca. Cool. Uh, see you later, dipshits.